Welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast, a podcast focused on optimizing health and performance through a low carb lifestyle. Every episode will bring you a step closer to living an amazing low carb life. Come join us for this exciting journey. And here is your low carb leader and host, Dan Perryman. Hello, and welcome to the Low Carb Leader Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Perryman, and you have joined me for episode 39. Today's episode is the first installment of Success Stories. I sent out a request to podcast listeners and Facebook followers and asked if anybody would be interested in sharing their story on the podcast. In today's episode, I'm talking with Nora. At one point, a while back, she was preparing for a physique contest and got off track and ended up having some health conditions, which she talks about. And then she has an amazing recovery and attributes it back to the keto diet. So I hope you enjoy our first success story with Nora. Well, welcome, Nora, to the first success story. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, well, I'm very glad that you sent me the email and you have a very interesting story. So if you just want to take us through it and you started back when you were prepping with your daughters for a was it a bikini contest, right? Yes, both my daughters actually were uh, doing a bikini contest. And um, I was trying to lose weight prior to that. So I decided, um, well, let me go ahead and hire their coach because uh, he was also doing nutrition. So I said, I figured maybe uh, we could kind of do it together, kind of a mother daughter's bonding time because we were going to the gym together uh, prior to them deciding they were going to uh, do the contest. Yeah, so you prepped for the show and you lost quite a bit of weight, right? Yes, I, I was. I started out at 179 in January, and by the time uh, Texas Shredder came up uh, in 2014 of April, I was down to 145. I wasn't at my goal yet, but I dropped uh, quite a bit. I mean, I went from like a size, I think I was at that time size 16, and I went down to a size 6. Wow, that's great. Did you do the show then? No, actually, I didn't. Uh, my girls did the show. I was just, um, I, like I said, I used their co- their coach just to um, get me going. But uh, I had planned on actually doing a show later on was what I wanted to do. But of course, as you know from my story, I kind of went off my uh, track and I kind of just uh, gained weight back. Take us through that after your daughters did the show. Well, as you know, I mean, being I know you did competition yourself, right? Uh, you know, the day, the night after the competition, everybody goes out and they're like, yeah, you know, let's have a cheat meal together with other fellow competitors because we were a team that uh, my girls had other friends that did it. Um, so we went out to eat. Um, I had already, we had bought a whole bunch of junk food, you know, uh, cookies and things that they just couldn't eat that they wanted to have as soon as the show was done. Um, and we, you know, we all, um, ate that. Uh, unfortunately for me, um, it was a bad idea. And I kind of knew in the back of my mind, too, because I even had said to myself, I don't think I'm going to do this because I knew myself already just from, you know, being very, um, you know, I, I have formed bad habits already prior to and I was already with a good habit. I didn't want to ruin it, but I didn't want to be the only one not eating and enjoying either. So. I went ahead and did that, but that kind of just led from, you know, going from a couple of days of celebrating, post-celebrating to weeks and to months and, you know, and then occasions come up, parties and gatherings and you're just like, oh, it's okay. Uh, I'm going to the gym anyway, so let me go ahead and eat this and, and not worry about it. And at that point, I also stopped tracking my food too. So uh, I, I really uh, went off 
the deep end at that point. And you got all the way back up, not only your starting weight, but over that, right? Yes. Uh, my By 2015, which was a year later, I went up to about 179, which is where I started 180. Uh, and then by the time I hit uh, to 2016, uh, I was at 200. And the pictures, oh my goodness. When I saw the pictures, I was just like, man, why did I let myself go like this? And you mentioned that you had a cough drop, sugar addiction. Yes, yeah, yes, that, I find that very interesting. I know. It's, it's, it's Ricola, those cough drops. And they have like where the center is, is there's a, um, a filling in it. So I guess it's supposed to soothe your your throat, but um, it was made out of honey. So actually what started out as me just using it for, you know, because we have allergies out here in Texas. So I would take it to soothe my allergies because I'm a telephonic nurse. So I'm on the phone all the time talking and you can't be coughing into people's ear while you try to avoid it anyway. And that's how I just got hooked on those and not realizing it, it did become an addiction for me because of the sugar in it. And, and I like mint. In general, I just uh, just like that flavor. I've always liked mint. So it was a glacier mint flavor. But the the honey and, and all that, the sweetness, I just started eating it. I, then I started buying more bags of it, like how many per day. And I didn't realize that I was racking up like carbs like crazy. But, you know, I was just thinking, well, it's it's not it's OK. There's no fat in it was my mentality at the time. So. I just just kept buying bags, and before I knew it, I was just like eating them. Like it wasn't even my throat didn't even have to hurt. <laughs> like, was, uh, how many were you eating a day? Oh gosh, I would finish. The bag comes with I don't know why I was only nineteen, and they just didn't round it up to twenty. But one bag comes with nineteen cough drops. I was started out. I was eating one bag a day. Then I would go when they were on sale. I'd buy a bunch, and then I would eat two or three bags a day. Wow! So, wow! It, yeah, it was bad. I mean, I was kind of in denial of of that because. I figured, well, it's there's no fat in it, which <laughs> was in my mind. So Yeah, so you're and, just eating a lot of honey. Huh? So what was the point where you said, I have to do something different? Because now you're kind of take us through that, where you're, you decided to get back on keto. And what was that motivation? Well, what happened initially before I found keto was I, you know, obviously I looked at myself and I said, I have to do something. I mean, you know, especially knowing that I I did it before and to let myself go and my Blood pressure was the big thing because I was off my blood pressure medicine when I dropped the weight. And then I was back on blood pressure. My blood pressure was high, but um, I didn't take care of the problem at the time because, you know, every year my work, they do the thing with the insurance where they check your uh, your stats. And they told me your blood pressure is 200 over 170. They said, you need to go to the ER. I said, I feel fine. They were asking me. They were having a, a, nur a nurse practitioner ask me, hey, are, are you... Are, are you okay? Do you, are you feeling dizzy? Do you have a headache? I said, no, I'm, I'm fine. But I knew the blood pressure was a bad um, thing. But of course, I, you know, I'm a nurse and nurses don't take care of themselves. You take care of other people. I, I, but I knew I had to do something. So I tried starting to go back in the gym, but unfortunately, um, I, my energy level being heavier at that point and inactive and, and not eating very clean, um, I, 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 I didn't have the energy and I just wanted to lay down most of the time, especially after working a full day and, you know, and then the weekends too, you know, you're trying to catch up with stuff and I'm just, I'm going to rest. I just laid down and watched TV and, and totally went from the extreme of going to the gym five to six days a week to a couch potato, basically. Did you say that they told you that at some point you had a heart attack? Yes. And that was later. That was in 2016. That was just last year. Um, 
I, I went in, that was my true wake up call was when I, um, chest pain, which I never experienced even before. So I, I knew I had hypertension, but never had chest pain, never had the classic symptoms of hypertension. So, um, I felt funny and I started feeling really like exhausted. So I happened to be driving at the time too. So I just drove myself straight to the ER at that point. And I don't, you know, normally if something's wrong with me, I'll just say, Oh, I'm going to go home and lay down. But I felt something wrong at that time. So I did go, um, they did all the tests on me. Um, they did, uh, uh, the blood work, uh, EKGs, all that stuff. And, and, um, to test for the enzymes, you know, cause when you have a heart attack, they, you know, they can tell from the blood work. But they let me go and they said everything was fine. And uh, I happened to be switching over to a new doctor on Monday. Um, and I went to her office and, um, you know, of course, I was telling her my history and hypertension. I said I need to be on meds because they told me that I have, my blood pressure has been up. So um, she did an EKG in the office because they have all that stuff in her in the office. And uh, she read it and she said, you know, you had you had a heart attack. I don't know. I didn't even tell her that I went to the ER uh, because I didn't feel like mentioning it. I just figured I'm starting from scratch with a new doctor and I'll just, you know, I just kind of put it aside because they told me nothing was wrong, even though I clearly felt something was wrong. And then um, she told me I had a heart attack and I I kind of knew that. But at the same time, you know, you don't, I didn't want to question the doctors there. And, but she told me, I, she, she showed me an EKG and, you know, and she goes, at some point you did, she goes like that and, so then you got the wake-up call. Then what have you done since then? Well, uh, I started, uh, I, like, I went back to trying to do the same macros that my nutritionist um, recommended for me when I dropped the weight in 2014. Um, but it was hard to get back into it. And then also uh, I wasn't losing anything. And I still couldn't really uh, do the gym. I started out casual, you know, walking on the treadmill and not doing much lifting heavy at that point because I was still very, you know, I was still weak. Um, but I, the diet part, I was hoping at least, you know, to, if I do the diet and I stay strict and regimented and I, I follow the plan the way I was before, that I would at least drop the weight, you know, from, you know, dietary wise. But I wasn't, I wasn't losing. And at that point, I, I didn't know it at the time, but I, I, you know, found out the uh, things on insulin resistance and, how that was uh, probably triggered from my cough drop binging and stuff, but I, I didn't know it, but it was very frustrating. And, you know, I even, you know, told my, the nutrition, the, I asked him real quick. I said, I, you know, I'm on the same thing and it's weird how, you know, I didn't lose any weight. And then he was like, Oh, well, you probably didn't, you know, probably need to work out harder and, you know, and, and stuff like that. So, <laughs> but, uh, it wasn't working. And that's when I started like trying to look for something because I knew. And, and the cravings were still there, too. So, I mean, I'm not going to lie and say the weekends I didn't. But it was not like before where, I, you know, I did cut some of the cough drops a little bit. So, I, you know, but there was parties I didn't stop myself from eating something. Now, after this health scare, you started to eat keto again, correct? And you lost a bunch of weight. Yeah, I lost uh, 38. Uh, I'm actually past what I lost when I was with the with my nutritionist. And I still have more to go, but I, I definitely... Um, big difference in my clothes and how I feel I, I'm energetic. Well, that's the big difference now between keto and where I was before. I My energy is is through the roof. And that was amazing to me. Um, and, uh, you know, I read, I found articles. 
I, I read up on, on podcasts, your guy, you guys podcasts, other people's podcasts, different books. I was reading up on it and just doing the research. And I started October, uh, end of October 2016. Um, and, uh, gradually was implementing the regimen and, and here I am. I'm still doing it. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Like what, what's a typical day of eating for you now? Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do my boiled eggs. Uh, or I sometimes I'll fry them depending on my mood. I always usually have eggs in the morning. I do have my bacon, two or three strips of bacon. Um, I, I do also add veggies to that because I know that's important, uh, especially now that I've, you know, being Filipino, you know, we have, we love our carbs with rice and I've dropped all that. So I've learned to, uh, use veggies as my substitute and I haven't missed it. I mean, it's hard for Filipinos to, to drop rice, but, I, I was able to um, use uh, green beans, uh, broccoli, cauliflower. I've I've made that uh, into rice, rice that. So that's been my uh, because my motivation is mostly my health. You know, at this point, I mean, it was great. It's great that I'm fitting into clothes now, but the heart attack thing really scared me. Um, and then lunch, I would have uh, I would have like a, a small steak with um with again the you know my riced vegetable or or you know, on the side and um I started uh doing MCT oils too so I'll add that since I started getting back into the gym and been reading up on that and that's helped a lot with my energy and the dinner I can eat with my my family and and not feel deprived even though the only thing I I'll just don't eat is the rice but I'll have vegetables and and whatever meat source that I make for for dinner, like roast or chicken with the skin. Yeah, no, that's a, such a cool story. So, you know, you started pretty hardcore getting ready for a, a show. And I think maybe people are saying, well, if I was down that much weight, how could I gain that weight back? But for those that really haven't done physique shows, because at a physique show, you are at your just your best. You body mm -hmm. fat is down. You look great. And it, there's almost kind of a depression that comes afterwards because you you eat and you start feeling a little sloppy. And, and I always mm -hmm. say, you know, people who get obese, you, you weren't obese, but like the people who get really obese, they don't get obese overnight. It's just kind of incrementally, like you said, I think your story is really important. The point's really important that you can kind of take your eye off the ball and end up a well, lot heavier right than you were. So yeah, congratulations on your weight loss. You know, keto definitely reduces your appetite too. That's what I found. Oh, absolutely. That's what helped me. That reducing the, but the energy, how I felt internally, I never had that energy. I have, I have no need to take pre-workouts or anything like that. That costs money, but I mean, just good quality food, like good cuts of meat and I, my energy is through the roof. I can do so many things that I didn't even do, to be honest, when I lost weight the first time that I lost it in 2014. Yeah, that's awesome. In closing, what would be your one tip that you would give to our listeners today? I think the thing is, um, I know you have to take responsibility for your actions. So um, at the same time, you know, don't be so hard on yourself if you do have a slip up. Because I think I couldn't forgive myself for a while, and that's why it took me, I think, this long to even just find something like keto to help me get back on track. So if you do have even a little slip up, you you can't carry that because people do that. I know people, even talking to friends who who are overweight now, and they know what I'm doing, um, and they ask me for advice, but they just can't seem to keep, seem to get started. 
it's almost like it's it, it has to be a, a kind of like you have to love and respect yourself and just kind of not be so hard on yourself. Yeah, that's a great tip. Well, Nora, thank you so much. This has been a very cool story, and you are the first uh, success story that's going to be aired, so I know people will enjoy it. Thank you so much for sharing your story with us. Oh, thank you for having me. I, I'm so passionate about it, and I feel so honored and blessed that I have this opportunity to talk about it. Yeah, that's awesome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for being with us today, and we hope that you are on the road to your successful low-carb lifestyle. Become a leader in your health and a leader in life. Check us out at www.thelowcarbleader.com. And remember to join Dan again next time on the Low Carb Leader Podcast.